This segment of the show brought to you by Vitality C60 for Pets. Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. Happy Monday night to all of you. Thank you very much for being here. It really, really means a lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, I'm in the studio with Greg Campagne, our new producer. Good evening, Greg. Hello, David. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So glad you're here. And I'm here with uh, Wolf Starchild. How you doing? That's his name, Wolf Starchild. He's an outdoor educator. Uh, He is a canine first aid instructor. He is a dog musher. He is a dog owner. Uh, He is a... um, uh, an archery instructor, and what else are you? Uh, axe throwing and knife instructor and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just use the blanket term survival instructor. That covers it all. Survival instructor, that's, <laughs> that's right. right. And is your business still called Bushcraft? Yes, it's actually it's called Wolfman Outdoors. I love it. And, uh, and basically we teach everything from archery, axe throwing, knife throwing, card throwing. Um, You're kidding. And- that's something so. you'd see in a Bond movie. <laughs> Most people come and they just they love it. Yeah, it's a lot card of throwing. Card throwing. So it, it is a it's like a little square piece of metal, looks like a playing card, and you you chuck it, and if you chuck it the right way, it sticks into a piece of wood. Something that Q would make for 007. <laughs> Very much so. That is wild. Very much so. It's like a Chinese throwing star. Yes. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to have those in Canada. But cards. Come a little closer to that big but, microphone. Uh, cards. Cards we can have. Cards are square. Card throwing, that's, that's wild. Right. Never heard of it, but uh, I do want to come out to your place and throw some cards. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and, and sh- pop a few arrows off. And uh, the axe yeah, throwing, you, I've done that. Last time you were out, you were pretty good with the arrows, I remember. You had you I really some of your family it. out. And... Now, you're, you're going to talk about dog mushing, and we're going to talk yes. all things dogs today. You'll be with me right until 8 o'clock. Thank you very much. And I think this is your fourth appearance on the program. Oh, at least. Four or five years uh, at this radio station in the last five years. I would say four or five times you've been here. Uh, And welcome back, Wolf Starchild. Very interesting person you are. (laughs) Thank you. Always honored to be here. And you have shoes on, because last (laughs) time I saw you, you you were walking around barefoot. Well, it's a little cold outside, right? So it's the temperature drop. Now, why is it that you're barefoot half the time to connect with the Earth's magnetic field? Is that why? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Plus, teaching primitive skills and stuff like that, you'd be surprised what your body was built to do. Oh, very cool. uh, Yeah, once you you toughen up to it, it's like playing drums or anything, you don't even notice. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, drums, uh, my next guest... He plays drums. He's a martial artist. He's a professional dog trainer. Uh, and uh, Jason Shute's going to be on with us in a couple of minutes. He's from Guelph, as I say. He's a professional dog trainer. Apprenticed with me uh, quite a few years ago. And uh, he absolutely loves dogs. He has got a really, really cool way of working with the dogs. He's very engaging. uses a lot of play and physically engaging with the dogs to keep them focused on him. Uh, making training super fun for dogs all the time. Uh, Jason just won uh, Best Dog Training Award by the Reader's Choice Awards. So Best Dog Trainer in uh, Guelph, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the program, Jason. Dave, how are you? Happy New Year. Yes, hello. Happy New Year to you, too. Say hello. Meet uh, Wolf Starchild to my left, Jason. Wolf, how you doing? Not too bad. Good to have you. Now, 
Now, Jason, you being uh, into martial arts, have you heard of these throwing cards? Is this something that Q from 007 has created? <laughs> I, I think uh, Q definitely supports the, the card-throwing uh, strategy. Um, I've seen it on TV, but I've never I've never tried it myself. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, there are a lot of we we first learned about them when we had the Kung Fu Academy guys came out, and they brought uh-huh. they brought a stack with them, and they're like, "Hey, can we throw these?" Yes. <laughs> cool, cool. Jason, I'm glad you're on the program with me, and uh, I miss you, buddy. I haven't seen you in a while, so when you get time, uh, take a trip down to Niagara Falls and stop by the Dog Academy. You'd love to see you in person. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate the invitation. I'd love to come down and, and hang out with you. It's always fun uh, catching up. Now, you're another guy that has a lot of passions and uh, and hobbies. Uh, I mean, you're a drummer in a band, but you don't call it drummer, do you? What do you call it? Well, yeah, it's a drum, drummer. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I work in a, with a band called Echo Deck, okay. uh, which, is, which is a band that's been uh, nominated for a couple of Junos over the years. In the world music category, yeah. uh, we're not we're not as uh, you know pro, prolific live the way we used to be. So I actually haven't been really playing too much music over the last couple of years. I've really been focusing more on the the dog um, life and uh, my martial arts. Yeah, I know you compete with the martial arts in the Philippines and pretty much all over the globe. And congratulations on your success with that. And also, I wanted to congratulate you on winning the uh, the Best Dog Trainer uh, Award through Reader's Choice up in Guelph. Well, thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. And uh, I mean, as you know, um, you know, there's 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 a there's a deep field of uh, dog trainers out there, and there's a, there's a lot of competition out there as it, as it is. And you yourself uh, tend to win the Niagara region. Um, awards almost every year, don't you? We do. We do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we really yeah. enjoy it. And we yeah. have a real mixture of a methodology out here. I'm sure you have a lot of different methodology uh, out your way as well. Yeah, absolutely. With yeah, different trainers, uh, you yeah. know, um, uh, doing it different ways with dogs. Yeah, absolutely. It's a full spectrum like you find anywhere else. Now, uh, you've recently uh, returned from the Philippines. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And you had you had a good time out there. I saw some of your pictures on Facebook with the dogs and the Belgian Melanois and some of the martial arts stuff you were doing in between uh, teaching your dog training seminars. That's right. Um, I was there for uh, about just about a month. Um, I had a very a hugely successful uh, dog training seminar series tour of the central region of the Philippines. Um, I did about seven uh, official seminars in the month that I was there. And I also managed to squeeze in some private clients um, and some of my downtime as well. Now, for our listeners that aren't aware of what you're doing, uh, as far as um, the the type of training, please uh, please tell us uh, the type of training you were doing uh, with the dogs when you were in the Philippines. Well, it ranged depending on what group I was teaching. So um, I was I was doing a lot of uh, I was doing everything from basic obedience to advanced obedience behaviors. Uh, as you mentioned in in your intro, I do a lot of uh, I'm very keen on on developing and and maintaining engagement with dogs through fun you know movement based activities and play and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was I was sort of sharing that um, approach with a variety of different dog clubs uh, throughout the Philippines. So uh, pet dog clubs and working dog clubs. 
uh, and and also just sort of general pet uh, enthusiasts, dog enthusiasts, and owners. Now, are there any are there any uh, pockets of uh, of uh, of uh, individuals that you've come across that are actually eating dogs in the Philippines? Yeah, well, I mean, certainly in a lot of countries around the world where uh, you know people are struggling financially, you know, they 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 use what's around to eat, right? And and in the Philippines, there's a lot of there are a lot of stray dogs, and so that becomes part of the you know the the stuff that's available to people. Um, so the, most of the people that I'm hanging out with. Aren't eating dogs? Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. You know. Yeah, and and certainly, certainly, you know, they would never eat it around me, even if they were. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's 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 happens in the Philippines. I think it's probably more common in in other countries in Southeast Asia, uh, but certainly it happens in the Philippines too. Yeah, yeah. And so you were uh, so you're down there for a month working with all the different dogs. Yeah. And uh, tell us about your own dog that you have now. Well, my own dog is uh, just turned two years old. He's a he's a cattle dog, uh, blue heeler, uh, three quarters blue heeler, one quarter German Shepherd. Uh, his name is Pacho. I love the and name. Love the Pacho. name. Pacho. Yeah, Pacho. I, you know, I named him after Pacho Herrera, uh, who is was one of the the Cali cartel uh, members. So, so he's one of the, the Cali cartel are the guys who took down Pablo Escobar. Yeah, right? yeah, badass dog, eh? Yeah, so so I, I I love the name Pacho, and um, yeah, he's my guy, Dave. You know, he's he he's he's with me right now. Um, you know, he's my he's my guy. You know, that's it. He's now, my when, man. now when you're in canine sensei mode, is this mm-hmm. dog your demonstration dog? Um, it depends on on my work schedule, on my my class volume. If I'm teaching a lot of classes in a row, I don't bring them with me. Yeah, um, I do uh, use him to demonstrate, you know, with clients and help out with uh, with sort of more private clients. I don't. He's not really a class dog, right? But he's more of a private uh, client dog, and I do videos with him and you know that kind of stuff to to kind of show people different uh, st- strategies and techniques that they can employ with their dogs as well. It looks like you did uh, some pretty cool hiking too when you were in the Philippines with uh, some of your 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 class. I don't know if that was after class or, or oh, before, man. or is that part of the itinerary? Some of the well, some of the hiking well, you did. Well, you know what, Dave? It, it wasn't part of like my official uh, you know teaching itinerary. This was just some side stuff that I was doing. So I love uh, getting out in the in the in the the woods and the and hiking and that kind of stuff here and when i was in the philippines i was invited to go out on, a, on some really beautiful hikes through the jungle following some rivers up through waterfalls with some friends of mine some dog trainers and dog owners there with their with their pack of dogs and i spent a, a beautiful day uh i mean several hikes i went on but i spent one specific day that was just absolutely spectacular you would have seen uh pictures of that on on my facebook yeah, awesome. I really love the pictures that you posted on Facebook. Uh, Jason, we're going to take a short little break. We'll come back and continue chatting with you. Uh, Jason Shute is on the line from Guelph, Ontario. He's a professional dog trainer. He's a drummer in a band. He's also a martial artist, competes internationally. He just returned from the Philippines training dogs. And what I love most about Jason is his way of working with the dogs. He's very engaging, incorporates a lot of play into uh, working with dogs. We're We're going to take a short break. We will be back with some more dog talk. But right now, I just want to tease up a bit of a contest that we're having. It's your chance to win breakfast 
for two. Are you hungry? <laughs> you might be. Uh, your chance to win breakfast for two. Compliments of Lorenzo's Diner, which, by the way, is my favorite breakfast joint in St. Catharines, located 48 Glendale Avenue, right here in the, the Garden City of St. Catharines. Here is your skill testing question. What is the nickname for a miniature dachshund? I repeat, what is the nickname for a miniature dachshund? Call now, 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. Tell me what the, mini- the miniature dachshund's nickname is. You'll win breakfast for two at Lorenzo's Diner, and they got good food. I love the eggs, Benny, that he has. We'll be back right after this. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Happy Monday night to you. My name's Dave McMahon. Hello, if we're meeting for the first time. In the studio with me is uh, our good friend, Wolf Starchild, outdoor educator, and the name of your business is? It's Wolfman Outdoors. Wolfman Outdoors. He's going to be talking about dog mushing. Do you know what dog mushing is? That's where you take two dogs, rub their noses together, yeah, and make them kiss one another. That's dog mushing, right, Wolf? Something like that. We're in the midst of a contest. We're in the midst of a contest with your chance to win the breakfast for two at Lorenzo's Diner, 48 Glendale Avenue in St. Catharines. I love love Lorenzo's Diner. It is my favorite breakfast joint in St. Catharines, as I mentioned before. What is the cool nickname for a miniature dachshund? Let's go to the Rose City of Welland. Hello, Deb. Welcome to Dog Talk. Hello there, Dave. How's it going out there in the Rose City? Uh, probably about as good as it's going in Niagara Falls. Well, at least the roads are safe and there's no snow uh, flying in our faces as we're driving. That's right. Okay, so what is the cool nickname for the miniature dachshund, Deb? They are the wiener dog. The wiener dog. Put your paws together. Come on. Come on, everybody. Put your paws together for Deb. Congratulations, Deb. You won the breakfast for two at Lorenzo's Diner. Compliments of Lorenzo's Diner. Stay on the line. Our producer is going to ask you a couple of questions, and then we can explain how you're going to get your prize. Thanks, Deb. Enjoy the rest of your night. Bye. Toodaloo. Jason Shute is on the line with me from Guelph. He's a professional dog trainer, just returned from the Philippines, where he taught a series of dog obedience training seminars. Jason. Dave. Uh, Wolf Starchild has a question for you. Yeah. Okay. What's up, Wolf? Move in, Wolf. Move in. So you said you uh, you 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 do most of your training with engaging training versus uh, conventional like collar and lead. So what what's the difference? The biggest. I don't know if he said that. I don't know if he said collar and lead. I don't know if he said that. But yeah. So no, for sure, I'm using uh, you know collar and, and and lead and whatnot. Uh, you know, sort of some of the 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 traditional dog training tools, but to develop more sort of engagement, right? So what I mean by engagement is I want, I want to be able to uh, get uh, a dog's attention and maintain a dog's attention. And this is sort of the process of engagement. So adding some fun uh, movements, some chase games, of course we have to, but I don't want to have the dogs become reliant on those tools. 
I'd rather have the connection between the dog and the human be the thing that motivates them to, uh, you know, give you the behaviors that we're asking them for. That's right. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, the caller doesn't train the dog. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very, very small piece in the big puzzle. Absolutely right, Dave. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, have you got some videos that our listeners could uh, take a peekaboo uh, on some of your videos, YouTube? I know you've got a few different videos of some of the engagement training you've done with the dogs. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, all my, I, have, I have videos on all my social media platforms, which is Shoot Balanced Dog Training across all platforms. S-H-U-T-E, Balanced Dog Training. Uh, Shoot Balance Dog Training, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I've got a ton of um, instru- sort of uh, demos and instructional stuff, as well as some of my sort of uh, dog training uh, international um, work documented on my YouTube channel. If you're interested in seeing any of the stuff that I've done in the Philippines, say, in the last month, uh, that's all on my Facebook and Instagram as well. Fantastic. Now, how about the e-callers? Are you doing any work with the electronic remote training callers? Yes, yes, I am. I, uh, I'm, I'm working uh, with the e-caller. Um, I've trained my own dog on the e-caller. I'm finishing almost all my off-leash recalls with e-caller. Nice. Uh, and so, I'm really, I'm, I really love the e-caller, but. It's one of these things that is, you know, it's a very misunderstood tool, as you know. Yes, it is. In the training world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very interested in the very low-level stim, right? yep. minimum, minimum effective dose. Right. Uh, and I do, I, I, I put the dogs through a very sort of concise uh, conditioning program, a very reward-based conditioning program with the e-collar. Yeah. So they know, they know exactly what it means. Yeah, and you're not using it as a form of harsh punishment. It's not punishment at all. No, yeah. no, it's no. not punishment. No, 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 absolutely not. It's very low level. In fact, we're using such low levels that most humans aren't going to feel it. Yeah, you put you put it on the dog, and the dogs are more a little bit more sensitive, and they 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 tend to feel it even on a very low level. Yeah. Jason, I know you're a big fan of the Belgian Melanois. I saw that you were doing a seminar for one of the Melanois clubs in the Philippines. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah. So yeah, I love uh, I love the Malinois. Uh, great breed. Um, really awesome working breed. Um, I think uh, also as you would you would probably back me up on this, but a lot of people I think sometimes when they get Malinois they don't quite know what they're getting into. Um, they're not quite prepared for that level of dog. <laughs> right. That's right. And, and so uh, in the in the Philippines, there are there are uh, actually way more Malinois than I have seen in previous trips there. And so I was invited to do a seminar for the Cebu City Belgian Malinois and German Shepherd Club, and it had some awesome uh, Malinois coming up. In fact. This is the first time where I've seen a lot of black Malinois. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot of the, the, the... Now, you're not just talking the black mask. Are you talking black running through the coat as well? Yeah, the whole coat, pure wow. black. Wow. So yeah. it's almost like a black Groendale, because there's the Malinois, the Lakin, the Tavern, and the Groendale. Yes, that's right. And the Groendale, I think, is pretty black in coat. Yeah. And I think there there may may have been some some crossbreeding there, some some genetics, but they're but they're short. This was a these guys were these are guys were for, were mouse and short hair. Um, 
but I had a great time teaching these guys with their dogs. Um, you know, most of the, and these guys are really into training too with their dogs. And so I, it was great to have some like-minded people, um, you know, who, who, who also don't really have a lot of uh, accessibility to professional development or continued education in, in dog training methods and approach. And most of the learning that these guys are doing down there is coming from YouTube University. Yes. And so, you know, of course, if you're learning stuff from YouTube, you're going to miss things. There's, there's pieces of the puzzle that just aren't laid out clearly enough on a lot of the YouTube instructional stuff. Um, and so I was able to kind of, uh, you know, fill in some of the blanks for these guys and, and, and kind of open their minds to some slightly different, possibly some different approaches to working with their, with their drive dogs. Um, Excellent. But I, had a, I had a great time with them. Absolutely great time. A great group of uh, dog people down there in the Philippines. Excellent. Jason, keep up the amazing work you're doing with the dogs. And one more time, if our listeners want to reach out to you for questions or to check out your social media presence, uh, give them the spelling of the name again and tell them where to go. Okay, thanks, Dave. Um, shoot Balanced Dog Training, S-H-U-T-E, Balanced Dog Training. That's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. My website um, is shoottraining.com. Um, if you Google Jason Shoot, all that stuff's going to come up, and that's just as easy as, a way as any. You've been busy since uh, you apprenticed under me. How many years ago has it been that you apprenticed under me to become a trainer? That's going over 10 years now, Dave, like wow. almost 12, 12 years now. Wow, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep... it seems like, seems like yesterday. Yeah, keep, keep bringing the fun to the dog training. Thanks, Dave. Have a good one. Have a doggone great night, Jason. Same to you. Take care, Dave. Take care, Wolf. Thanks. Take care. Peace. All right. Jason Shute, professional trainer, just got back from uh, the Philippines, teaching engagement training with the dogs, having a lot of fun. Awesome. Now, a little contest. Your chance to win a electronic remote control dog training collar. Once again, this is a electronic remote dog training collar. The price value is $200. It is compliments of Invisible Fence of Niagara. And I will include a complimentary consultation to give you an overview of the collar, how to use it safely, humanely, just like that. So again, a remote control electronic dog training collar, value $200. Question, what is the nickname for a Portuguese water dog? I repeat... What is the nickname for a Portuguese water dog? Call right now. 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. And we'll be back with more dog talk right after this. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome back to Dog Talk. I'm Dave the Dog Man. Glad you are here with us. We're in the midst of a contest. Your chance to win a $200 electronic remote control training collar. 
compliments of Invisible Fence of Niagara. I will include a complimentary consultation to go over the product with you and teach you how to use it safely and humanely. Here is the question. What is the nickname for a Portuguese water dog? Uh, off again we go to the Rose City of Welland. Let's talk to Alicia. Good evening, Alicia. Welcome to Dog Talk. Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's going good. How about you? Oh, fantastic. Right on. So take a stab at it. What is the nickname for the Portuguese water dog? I'm going to say the Portuguese fishing dog. Sorry. That is not the nickname. What is the nickname of the Portuguese water dog? Thank you, Alicia, And uh, but sorry you didn't win. So who wants to win the $200? $200. That's right. Electronic remote control dog training collar. Uh, compliments of Invisible Fence. What is the nickname for the Portuguese water dog? 905-688-2582. That's 905-688-2582. Toll free at one 610 That prize will be available till 8 p.m. this evening. All right. So in the studio with me is Wolf Starchild, outdoor educator, dog owner, canine first aid instructor. My God, you've got a lot of hobbies. Uh, he is a dog musher and uh he is the owner of wolfman outdoors yeah, that's me and you're based out of the niagara region of ontario that's right we highway are, 20 fun hill pelomaria pretty much yeah right along highway 20 near the allen bird bridge we've got a little space out there that we that we run out of we teach everything from axe throwing archery bushcraft stuff uh if we're fortunate enough to get uh to get some snow this year we'll be doing some skiing and uh, stuff like that. And maybe even if we have enough interest, people who want to learn how to mush dogs. And I cracked the dogs, joke about so. dog mushing, and I said you take two dogs and rub their noses together and mush them together. <laughs> so that's not that was just a joke. The uh, Wikipedia definition of mushing. Here we go. Mushing is a sport or transport method powered by dogs. It includes carting, polka, and I don't think they mean the dance, dog scootering, Sled dog racing, ski juring, which I know Wolf knows what That's that right. means. Yeah. Using lo- skis and dogs? Yeah, you pairing the skis with the dogs, ski juring. I know that seems to be popular amongst a lot of the dog people. Uh, and then freighting and weight pulling. More specifically, it implies the use of one or more dogs to pull a sled or snow on a rig or dry land. Yeah. More dogs to pull a sled on uh, land or or on snow or or like I say dry land. Yeah, so, much so that's kind of the Wikipedia definition. Tell us about mushing. You tell sure. us about because uh, you're into mushing with your dogs. That's right. So I got into uh, mushing once as an outdoor educator. I was fortunate enough to get a job as a musher at a at a dog sledding place way up north. That Very no cool. Longer exists. I spent uh, spent the winter there, and I was like, I love this. So what we did there is you take. They had I think four hundred dogs at this facility. It was enormous. And you take <laughs> was four hundred dogs. That was that was a lot of poop to scoop. I bet <laughs> every day. Um, so we'd take our clients. We'd hitch up to, uh, twelve dogs usually, and then we'd put them on a, a sled. And uh, basically, the dogs, like all dogs, they they learn the trails. They learn where they need to go, and they drag the sled. And it was it, it, I found it really fascinating. A great great sport. And then it was like I I love this so much. I'm so passionate about it. I'm passionate about dogs. I want to get into it. Um, so just like as I'm sure you would agree. 
if anybody decides to train their dog on their own, they can do things wrong, right? Yeah. You can hurt your dog, harm your dog. Exact same thing for dog mushing, right? Um, so I went out and I got some mentors in the outdoor community who mentored me in how to properly have the dog pull. At the time, I only had one husky. So they have you have to have a special harness, and that's one of the most important things. If you get a pet store harness for your dog and have your dog pull, or worse yet, have your dog pull with a collar, you can permanently injure your dog. So it's super See, important. some people don't know this. And like you said, permanently injure the dog. So you get a special harness. Is that's it padded? Right. Um, it depends on the dog. For huskies, huskies are pretty padded, so they're not as padded. But for other breeds that people will race, any, any dog, if they like pulling and they're sturdy enough, will pull you. If you have enough... Pomeranians, I suppose they could <laughs> they could pull you, but um, I know there are um, you know most people use larger dogs that have a, a background, right? Uh, Siberian Huskies have been pulling sleds since their inception. We've traced it back to Siberia to about eleven thousand years ago. Yeah, and the Samoids, or as some Samoids pronounce it, the, the Samoyeds. A lot of people will run them as well in, in dog teams. Um, but, yeah, having the right equipment, just like any anything, right? Just like hiking, you wouldn't want to hike in high heels or something like that because you'd injure yourself. It's the same with the dogs. So you'd have to go on the Internet is always the best uh, best place, and you want to find the correct harness. And to get that, you have to size your dog. So you get your tape measure out, and there's uh, every, every website uh, has different you know measurements that you take. You send it to the, the place, and they make the harness. And they're not overly expensive. Uh, my first... First professionally made dog uh, harness was from a place called Alpine Outfitters in the states, and they charged me forty bucks. And it was like, wow, I've paid more than a, for a collar yeah. than that. And this yeah. was all handmade, and and you can add you know different options, extra padding or yeah, reflective stuff on it. And we'll give your uh, contact info after too, so in case any sure. of the listeners yes, want to ask you your opinion of where they can get the harnesses, are you? acclimatizing them to the harness bit by bit? Do you get them used to wearing it like for a short amount of time and then gradually yeah, desensitize them? stick it usually at food time, just like like when you, you know, acclimatize them to any collar. Yeah. So you shove their harness on, assuming you get, you know, a correct size. Yeah. Put it on them and just feed them for a couple of days and then put it on them, let them outside so they can get that used to running and how it, like when you get a new pair of shoes, right? You don't buy new shoes and go out for a backpacking trip. Right. You wear them out and wear them for a while. It's the same process. So you're correlating the positive reinforcement, the Absolutely. Dog is eating, food is deemed as pleasure, not only to you and I, as you can tell, (laughs) but to dogs. So you put the harness on consciously, deliberately feed the dog immediately after. That's right. And doing this with repetition, the dog starts to associate their harness with positivity, That's right. eating, and so it's a good thing. So they don't really balk at it or try to remove the harness going to flight. Um, the other thing I do is I um, for the first couple times I go for a hot like a walk or a hike in the woods and I take put the dog's harness on and then you kind of equate those harnesses with running right yeah and then uh, how I started with my own dog is I got went to a you know a, a local like a Goodwill store I got skis pulls boots you could sometimes get them as cheap as ten bucks make sure they fit and put them on then you put the rock like a rock climbing harness on and attach a leash to your dog um, there's uh, I always recommend those stretchy leashes uh, the reason is when your dog starts to pull for the first time he's gonna bolt and what that will cause is a jerking motion to your dog right, right. so if you have a stretchy a stretchy leash they're called the ski oaring leash uh, or canicross leashes as well. Uh, Roughwear makes a couple of good ones, and uh, then your dog will just go. Uh, take him on a trail that he knows and you know. Uh, the only, the biggest challenge with skis is there's no brakes. So you've got 
your dog running around in a field towing you, the dog can go wherever he wants to go. So it's, it has to. You know, it's a very delicate. Skis are challenging because it's if, if the dog sees a, a rabbit and you have a parade-driven dog. <laughs> You're going. You, you usually end up falling. So, if someone's thinking about doing this with their dog, is there a screening process? Like, is there a test that you do to determine suitability? Um, so, if your dog likes pulling. Okay, so as long as the dog likes pulling, that's right. The rest can be learned behavior. Pretty much. How I do it when I have a new dog is I pair him up with another dog. And if you have certain breeds are predisposed to running, specifically Siberian Huskies, Samoids, things like that, and they just love to run. So if you go out with your dog, the dog's just going to naturally want to run, and you know, unless they're trained out of it, and they'll just take off and run. And do you think bitches are better at pulling sleds than male dogs? I've had both equal with both. Yeah, I just find it's it's in desirability. There's a saying in the dog smushing industry: uh, if you can't push a rope, so if you if you if you a bicycle is a common thing that people will use. So you can reduce the stress of your dog by letting your dog pull the bicycle, right? So you're not just standing there, uh, uh, you know, like on a scooter or something where there's no mechanized. With a bicycle, I can keep moving and remove the stress from the dog pulling. Um, So, and if your dog just won't go. He's not going to go. So it's not, I, I've had a couple of Huskies over the years that just, they're just not runners. Now, I know this is your passion and you're doing it, you know, as a hobby, but are you, are you dabbling in it a little bit as a business? Will you teach people how to mush with their dogs? I, I, I would love to be able to, if there was enough interest, I certainly would, would be interested in, in showing people how to do it. I by no means claim to be an expert. Consultations as, or private lessons yeah, of some absolutely, sort? absolutely, because I've only been doing this maybe about five or six years now, so I'm fairly new at mushing. Um, I, I do enjoy... I, I, you know, I, I do enjoy going to races and stuff like that, and that's where you learn a lot, right? You see all the, the shiniest and newest of coolest gear and equipment when you go to a race, like any dog show. Um, but yeah, so but the reason I do it is because my dogs love it. Yeah. Right? Uh, so that's that's a big thing is if you if you want that bond with your dog. Plus, if you have a cold weather dog, it gets you out of the house in the cold weather. Yeah. And I struggle with that. In the cold, I want to hibernate, even though yeah. I'm a professional outdoor guy. <laughs> Uh, I want you to know that Wolf Starchild is in the studio with me. He's the uh, the handsome man you've been listening to. He's talking about mushing. He's going to be with us till 8 p.m. We do have to take another short break. But also I want to remind you that we're giving away a $200 electronic remote control training collar. Uh, compliments of Invisible Fence of Niagara. I will include a consultation with the caller. What is the nickname for a Portuguese water dog? Hint. Now here is the hint. The nickname for a Portuguese water dog. All right, so it has one, two, three, four, five letters in it. Five letters. It starts with the letter P and ends with the letter Y. Starts with the letter P, ends with the letter Y. Call now. 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. We'll be back with Wolf Star Child talking about dog mushing right after these words. This segment of the show brought to you by Vitality C60 for Pets. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. Call 905-688-2582. 1-877-610-CKTB and pound 610. Welcome back. 
to the Dog Talk Radio Show $200 electronic remote control training collar. That's right, you can win it. Compliments of Invisible Fence of Niagara. What is the nickname of a Portuguese water dog? The nickname will have one, two, three, four, five letters in it. Starts with the letter P as in Paul. Ends with the letter Y is in Yawn. There you go. So there's your little hint. 905-688-2582. Wolf Starchild is in the studio with me. He's an outdoor educator, dog owner, canine first aid instructor. He is a dog musher. How many dogs do you own again? A lot. A lot. Nine dogs? <laughs> a lot. No, less than that. I have six races, six huskies, and uh, and my wife has a Jack Russell Terrier. Six huskies That's and right. a Jack Russell Terrier. They have a very large bed. <laughs> a large bed. Do you let them sleep with you? They do. Yes, they do sleep in bed. Sometimes you wake up and you're just basically in a pile, under a pile of dogs. And uh, See, I can't so. let my dog sleep with me. If I let my chihuahua sleep with me, I will roll over and squish her to death, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. That's Never. Uh, axe throwing. You also teach axe throwing? I do, yes. So we teach axe throwing, card throwing, knife throwing. And it's a lot of fun. Big, big business in the Niagara region these days. There's yeah. a, a lot of people interested in coming out and doing that. Socially, it's a big thing. People come out for parties and uh, stuff. And uh, we get a lot of bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, office parties. Uh, come out and they do some axe throwing and archery and they learn some skills. And your facility's on Highway 20? On Highway 20, yes, near the Allenberg Bridge. Yeah, give your website. So Plug your website. Wolfmanoutdoors.com. You can go on there and... And uh, just like uh, most people these days, you know, we've got the uh, the YouTube channel and the Instagram and all that stuff. We and have... all you got this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Little boy. Pretty much. We even do uh, the harder, m- more physical outdoor skills, teaching bow drill. That's how to rub two sticks together and make a fire and uh, all the survival stuff, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And your passion of dog mushing. Uh, let's get back to that. So we were talking when we took a little break. There's a lot of dog mushing movies. Yes. Yes. Uh, there is the new Togo, which was released on Disney+. Plus. Uh, there is the new Jack London one with Harrison Ford coming out. Uh, and that is uh, another dog mushing movie. And then there's been all, you know lots of different ones. Uh, Eight Below has been released by Disney a while ago. Balto, I think it was... Uh, like um, uh, not a like a cartoon kind of thing, um, and all of them show they kind of like many movies they glorify dog mushing. All of them, but Togo, um, all very much glorify dog mushing of how great dog mushing is, and it's a lot of work. What people don't realize is, you know, number one, these dogs want to run, right? If your dog is pulling you on a rope, that dog wants to pull. It's not, you know, there's a lot of people, and I, and I meet people on the trails when I'm going ripping by, and they're like, "You're cruel. You're this. You're that." I'm I'm behind them they're pulling me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they're behind me and I'm dragging them like a trailer. They want to do it. They're pulling me. They right? want to do it. You're not forcing them to do it. It's not like you've got right. a cattle prod in your hand and <laughs> you're like, right. mush, mush. That's right. You do see in very old movies they will use whips, but they don't actually hit the dog. And this sometimes comes up on the internet. Mushers never hit the dog with the whip. The whip was to to like scare them and be like, oh, oh geez, it's time to run. <laughs> so it would be to awake the senses within. That's right. But to that create is now- the sense. Sound uh-huh. stimuli. Boom! Yes. And awake those senses within. Uh, but now that is considered, you know, very, very uh, barbaric behavior, and we don't we don't act like that around dogs. It's, no. Everything is voice command, right? So no. you tell your dogs, right? You're like, ready? Let's go, or hike, or whatever command you choose. And usually by that time, the the, the dogs are, are dragging you. I have a special uh, scooter that was specifically designed for dog pulling, and it's got brakes on it. Yeah. And uh, we use that. And that's how you can prepare them. 
It's awesome. Let's go to the old telephone. Let's go to line one. I can't see the name here because I'm... All right, let's go to Sue in the uh, honeymoon capital of the world, Niagara Falls. Do they still call it the honeymoon capital of the world? They do. (laughs) Hi, Sue. Are you calling for the contest? I am, Dave. Okay, so tell us what is the nickname for the Portuguese water dog? That would be the Porky. You got it. Put your paws together for Sue. Congratulations, Sue. You won the $200 remote control training collar, compliments of Invisible Fence of Niagara. Stay on the line, and our great producer, Greg Campagna, is going to explain how you're going to get your prize. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome, Sue. Wolf Starchild, uh, once again, how can people reach you at your business located in the Niagara region of Ontario, Wolfman Outdoors? Yeah, WolfmanOutdoors.com is pretty much the best way to reach us. Again, we got the Facebook, the Instagram, all that stuff. Just punch in Wolfman Outdoors and we'll come up. And what are you feeding the dogs? You feeding them raw? Dry kibble. Dry kibble. Dry kibble. Do you I have probably... a brand you want to promote or anything or just um, whatever's you know, it's, on sale? It's really surprising. <laughs> it, it used to be whatever was on sale. Discovered that Walmart has a Canadian-only brand of dog food called Actrium, and it has like a number one in it. Yeah? It's like 35 bucks for 40 pounds of this stuff, and uh, it's it's hard to get because it gets bought out fast. I go on the internet, and I'm like, well, you know, you, you want to make sure your dog's a good quality dog food. They've had no recalls. They've had no vet problems with this, and they say that it's priced about a half what dog food normally would be. That, uh, that grade of dog food. So you've done the research. So, uh, so it's good quality stuff. Yeah, and Walmart brand of all strange places. How long have you had them on this brand? Repeat the brand again. Uh, it is called Actrium. 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 How long have you had them on Actrium? About a year now. They're doing good? Skin and good, coat yeah. is good? No problems. No like itchy skin, stuff like that. And they like it. And sometimes when you have six dogs, that can be a challenge if someone doesn't like the food that you're, that you're feeding them. And, uh, you know, they you have to make sure they love it. And of course, my guys are very active, right? So they're probably running about 30 kilometers or more a week, towing my fat butt. Yeah. How many dogs have you ran at one time on the sled? Um, on my own personal sled, six is my maximum. Yeah. Um, and uh, same with the bike. I'll go three to six on a bike. Uh, when you go to uh, races, races are by categories. So scootering is two bu- two to three dogs on a scooter. And then when you get into more, it's um, it's called a cart. It's kind of like a giant scooter. That's and awesome. Wheeled. And uh, so what happens at, uh, at the big shows, if there's enough snow, then you use sled. If there's not enough snow, you use bike. Always a pleasure hanging out with you. Thanks for stopping yeah, by. Thanks very much. Just scratched the surface. But, uh, yeah, if anybody's interested, if you just want to learn a little bit more about dog mushing, you want a consultation, you're thinking about it, and you need some direction, uh, go ahead, hit me up at Wolfman Outdoors. You know, hit contact us and be happy to help uh, help anybody who just, you know, answer questions or give people the right direction. And you're on Facebook as well. I'm on Facebook as well. Wolfman yeah, Outdoors. Wolfman Outdoors. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Wolf. Have yourself a dog gone. Great night. Thank you to our producer, Greg Campagne. And thank you to Jason Shute, professional dog trainer from Guelph, Ontario. Uh, Congratulations to our contest winners. Have yourself a doggone great night, everyone. I'm out of here. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.